Carlson, now Smith, he scores! Carlson between his own legs to Riley Smith. The Knights take a 4-1 lead. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Now at the other end, a drop pass to Claire. Oh my goodness! A glove saved by Hill! No way! No way! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Ballard and Ryan Wallace. National Hockey League Draft, the NHL Awards uh, in Nashville this week. Thank you to the city of Nashville for putting on a great show. We were out in the town last night on Lower Broadway. We're at an establishment. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, but we were on the, more on the rooftops. And we, I just was looking down, watching people go back and forth, and streams of people, streams of people. And I thought, this, this is as close to being in a parade. Mm-hmm. As as I've been outside of the parade that we were just at, <laughs> but instead of the vehicle moving, people were just moving all around you. It was yeah. just wild uh, to have. They had NASCAR last weekend. They had uh, the great uh, three events, uh, three days with the awards and two days of the National Hockey League draft, and then they've got uh, uh, the Fourth of July weekend uh, coming up. It's yep. just uh, incredible. And Vegas is on fire. Like our flight in today was uh, was jammed, which takes me to my story about Southwest Airlines. Okay, it's Darren Millard. Uh, Ryan Wallace and Chris Chapman uh, checked in today, and uh, I went to Nashville. I was a late ad, uh, took over from from Ashley Vice, who we sent away just for some just uh, relaxing time because she's carried so much weight uh, with with our department. So I was a, a late ad. I checked in today, and our entire crew was in the seas. So Southwest, you uh, you check in. It's open seating, but you have to go by a one to. 60, okay. B1 to 60, and then C1 to 60. Uh, but it's open seating, and if you're in the Cs, you're probably getting a middle seat. Mm-hmm. There's a good And the lower you go, you're not getting any overhead bin space. Okay. I look at my thing, my ticket, C60. <laughs> like last person. <laughs> last uh, person. Uh, what did so you what do you do in what, that? What did you do to deserve that? Well, what I was a late ad. I was a late ad on that. Oh, bummer. And I'm a Southwest guy. I like Southwest. It was just the when my ticket was purchased huh? and, and where I, I slotted in. So I'm looking around, and, and Gary Calloway, a PR genius, and Nate Ewell, uh, vice president of uh, communications, they both said to me, come in with us, because mm-hmm. they were C1, 2, and 3. Oh, okay. Uh, with our group. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, I, I would get busted for sure. And yeah. then I would have to go over to the back. So what I did was I uh, I let them go a little bit ahead, and then I slid in around C40, okay. moved, moved up uh, a couple of spots. And what happened? I, I stumbled upon a husband and a wife couple there. They wanted to sit on the aisle and the the middle seat mm-hmm. because they wanted to sit. They're still in love. They're, they're oh, they actually like each good other. For them. Yeah. And uh, and I got the window. I was the only wow. one of our group. That didn't have a middle seat. Huh. See, that's what you did is Good karma. It's yes. almost like a Seinfeld episode. Yes. Because it's there there's a science to flying Southwest, and you just unlock the formula. Find a couple who is obviously a couple and are together mm-hmm. because they take the, the the window and the aisle hoping that nobody's gonna take that middle seat. And as soon as you put your bag down on that middle seat almost nine times out of ten. Oh, I'll take that middle so I could sit next to my spouse. No, you you know what it is? It's not that they want to sit 
next to their spouse. Really. They just don't want you sitting next to their exactly. spouse. Yeah, they yeah. don't want you. Because they got they were Rico Suave walking in. I'm never going to yeah. see my spouse again. Yeah, I don't is think that that's what it is. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's Mr. Steal Your Girl over here. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing, right, I'm guessing right Jennifer in front Millard of you. Would, would, <laughs> right. would, would bring that into question. Right there. Actually, come to think of it, Jennifer's probably like, you know what? Take the guy. Take him. Yeah. Well, well, that's for amazing. sure she would be. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. She she would probably be the person to avoid sitting next to you on the plane. On our honeymoon, I flew business class. Oh no, you didn't. And she uh, no. Flew coach. Yeah. <laughs> that's and you the know most what? on the nose story. She was fine. You know yeah. what? I I did that as well to my ex wife. Actually, I I tried to put her in business class, but my name was on the ticket. Yeah, and, and the airline wouldn't let us. We so we I were, actually I tried. To move it, and we they were. were uh, it was Air Canada. They were a bunch of jerks. Yeah, see, we were flying back from Hawaii, and we had we were not married yet, and this should have been a red flag to my right. ex-wife. I got the upgrade. Yeah, and I left her in, in economy. It's not not a bad thing. You're no, not, they they gave much, me they gave me lobster and yeah, but and how much are you talking and, on the plane anyway? Really? And it was an overnight flight. Yeah, yeah, from Honolulu There's, to L.A. I think, long flight I think overnight. Sitting together is highly overrated as a couple on an airplane. I, highly overrated. I don't. I, would, I don't fly often enough to even have an opinion in this. I don't. You, you don't really. You talk when you sit down, and you talk when you land. And beyond that, you're what you're either watching the movie or you're listening to podcast or you're sleeping. See, I got it made. Junko sleeps like she she's able to sleep really well on the plane, mm-hmm. so she doesn't care where I sit. Like we were came, coming back from Europe last year. My wife wants to be in the wing. Yeah, she was like, "Oh, there's a whole row in front of us. Do you yeah. mind?" I was like, "No, go no. ahead, go ahead, no, take I'm, it, take I'm with it." You. Yeah, it it makes no sense. People to get all bent out of shape about if your spouse doesn't get to sit with you. Mm. Who cares? You're gonna be together after the flight anyway. Mm-hmm. If- Things are going right. Well, in my unless case, you're beside in, me. In my unless, case, unless, they're, unless they're unless yeah. they're Can you can you explain to me the Rico Suave moves that you would uh, you would throw out yeah, there? Yeah, like like what's your like what, what's, what's, what's your go to? Little chat, little, oh, chat, little chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could okay. probably chat someone up. I, I'm I'm. Do you know I'm who making, I am? I'm making a joke here. Yeah. I don't I don't talk to people on the airplane at all. Like I I do everything I can. The lady beside me today mm-hmm. asked me if I needed to get out to go to the bathroom. I think she was making an old joke. Uh, uh, halfway halfway through the flight, I think she was. Yeah, uh, but uh, and I just said no. And then, you sure you don't have to go and yet. Then I I don't even want the when the Stewies go by, uh, flight attendants go by. I, I don't even want to talk to them. I just want to do my thing, listen to a podcast, or uh, play a Sudoku or something like that, or sleep. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm with I'm, you. I don't even want to talk to the people I'm traveling with, like mm. Garrett and Nate today. I I don't need to be anywhere near them. I just want to chill out. You know, I'm with you. When when we flew to D.C. for the Stanley Cup year one, I flew with someone that used to work here, and that person were they working here at the time. Yes, they were. Okay, they, so you flew with a coworker. They yeah. wanted to talk to me. Yeah, the, the whole time. It's annoying. And I, I I I very kindly said to them, "Please, I'm tired. It's late. I'm just going to try to sleep." <laughs> <laughs> then I watched a movie that I didn't know had nudity in it, and that was oh, oh, that was not good. Well, that's weird that it would be. Was it on your laptop? It was on. It was on my my iPad. Yeah. Okay. Well, I that's... downloaded it, but I didn't. I had never okay, seen wrong. it before. Hold I had on, never hold seen on, hold it on, before. That's what's, what's the movie? I got to know the movie. It was the Inbetweeners movie. Now this person didn't see it. Oh, okay. But 
I'm watching the movie that's, and I I had wrong. no idea. Well, I, did if you I finish the movie? No, I turned it off. Good, good. I didn't know. I had I no idea. Maybe it was one of the movies like the in-flight movies that are on the screen. Oh like, no, no, they don't they even do. show those anymore. They don't. No, whatever. Who, who shows that? Like in-flight movies. Most of them have the seat in front of you, and there's a window and or a TV screen in the seat in front of you. But we flew Frontier, so <laughs> there was none of that. Are we not talking about the same thing? Like the, the screen on the on the chair. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the screen that comes down no, and like no, the no, like no, back no. in like the no. 1990s where no. they had that TV screen that no. was in the middle and every person in the f- seven rows behind it had to watch. You, you that know what screen? You know what's funny is I flew with the same coworker. Yeah, um, and I had my 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 face in my hands and my legs were shaking the entire time and it was just up to San Jose. I, I don't fly well. Yeah. They, now that well, same person laughed at me when we hmm. left Winnipeg. Can because we name was, this person? Well, she doesn't work here anymore, so I'm not going to. Well, but, we've na- we've well, I'm not referenced say- her seven I, times. I'm just I'm just saying it's the last time I was on a plane. I've never flown with her. Yeah. No. No, you haven't. Her name's Helen. She used to work here. Okay. And she laughed at me when we left Winnipeg because it was so windy taking off, and we were on a small oh, plane. The ground turbulence is big in Winnipeg. Oh, mm. yeah. she was like, she was that, grabbing, thing. grabbing the 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 seats, and she's laughing. She's like. This isn't so bad. What are you doing? I'm like, this is terrifying. You know, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't talk either. I I would have. You made a nice excuse. You retired or whatever. I would have just said, listen, I don't like you. <laughs> I wouldn't have said. I, I, I like this. I person. don't want to. I don't want to. This be, is why Chapman did not want to name. I don't want to be super rude, but uh, I I don't like you, and I don't want to talk. No, I like this person. Yeah. It's nothing. No, it's, I would. Was, that's what I would have said. Just mm, to get yeah, them. But to you're, shut you're not up. a nice guy. I mean, just get them to zip it. <laughs> I didn't, you know, one is, of the things we did nice. One of the things we did during the final six rounds of the draft of the day, because there was a gap between Vegas Golden Knight picks, mm-hmm. we we came up with a list of the nicest people in hockey. Okay, and you had to it had to be unanimous. There was four of us there, and it, any veto was the person was off the list. Okay, it, it, any question mark at all, the person was off the list. Okay. And we had uh, somebody like Sean Burke was on the list. Uh, Will Nickel from Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, yeah. Misha Donskoff was, was on the list from yeah. from the Vegas side. Uh, but w- the one of the people right at the very top, and I don't know this person's name, but it's the, it's the person that runs the media meal in Florida with the Panthers. Okay. It's like the nicest person ever. Really? Yeah. Huh. Across the board. And we all was like, yep, passes. Uh, but none of the four of us that mm. were making the list yeah. made it on the list. Yeah. I could see Garrett being on the no, list. No, 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 because he said something mean about somebody right before we started <laughs> oh. the list. And he just he was disqualified. Uh, Nate? No. And well, I love your, Nate. He's your boss. Yeah, and I love Nate, but he he didn't make the, yeah, the Your boss the list. can't go on that list. Alec didn't didn't make the list. So we What, what about we, uh, Ben Goats? He was on the list. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah. that. I think that. That's a unanimous. That tracks. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Ben's he, awesome. He he made the list. How about Chapman? Uh, Chapman did not make the list. Really? Chapman wasn't even mentioned. Really? What? Yeah. I'm a nice guy. I I, I don't back I don't. me up. Like I mean, you're a nice guy. I just I I think that you know Ben Goat like Ben Goats has the inside track to being the nicest yeah, person. Yeah, but, but in, I could still be city. I could still be on the list. Like I wouldn't veto you. Okay. How's that feel? Yeah, but the fact that I didn't even come up, I would rather have been come up and been vetoed. Mm-hmm. I'm hurt. I'm, I, pretty, I don't, I'm, 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 I'm hurt by this. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who Alec is, but I'm hurt by this. You Just be okay that you're a nice guy. 
I am a nice guy. Like but maybe I, you're I, not. Maybe you're not in this list, but you're a nice guy. I should be on the list. Zach yeah. Whitecloud made the list. Well, he should. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, then there was a bunch of people that you guys don't know. No, probably uh, that uh, that that were on the list. But that. But we only got. We only got ten. Ten. Yeah. Like no vetoes, unanimous. Yes. Wow. Wow. That surprise you? Kinda. Was it so? So nobody was vetoed. Like no, no. There's lots of vetoes. Okay. Give us some names. But we only you, we, you we only we only, get, we, only, we only had had ten people make it without any vetoes. I want names of who was vetoed. And I I want to know. I want to know a surprising veto. Do you have a surprising veto? Mm. Like like if you were to say this person, I have a buddy named Vito too. Now now I've got oh, him in my head. Oh, okay, yeah. there it is. He wouldn't have made yeah. the list. He wouldn't have made there's, the list. There's not a chance. Your buddy uh, Vito doesn't make he, the he, list. He would have made the list. If he was your friend Vito, he might make the list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gene Prince got a veto. Uh, really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, because because he, no way. He I've seen Gene Matt a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Like I I had to veto him. Like and I love my you my were Eugene. the one to veto yeah, Gene because, yeah. after you stole his pancakes. I know, but he got mad at me <laughs> and he's been holding a grudge about the pancakes. Well, I'm I can't not... let that. I can't let him make the list of the nicest <laughs> I... people in hockey if he's holding a grudge about I, pancakes. I think I know why you vetoed him. He he's got a lot going for him. He's a handsome guy. He dresses nice. He's yeah. a nice guy. So that that explains why you would. Veto I lived him. with him. I ate all of his food, save for one pancake. Yeah. And I'm gonna veto no. him that, for that not his... being nice enough. What are I, we doing? I here? ate all the pancakes that his wife made. For for him John Shannon, John Shannon did not make. Well, he the was list. your boss. I'm, John I'm, Shannon's never been my boss. Thirty said that he was your boss. Nope, no, nope. he was my coworker. Okay, mm. well, he's yelled at you a few times. He's I'm definitely sure. yelled at yes. me a few times. <laughs> definitely, definitely yelled at me a few times. But think about it, okay, you guys. If you want, come up with some names, potential names for the nicest people in 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 hockey. It's hard if there's veto. And that's not anything. There's nice people, a lot of nice people. Mm-hmm. But usually they've done something to rub somebody the wrong way. I I feel like I'm going like, to throw a name at you. And I feel like generally, really nice person. Darren yeah. Pang. Darren Pang? Yes, but no. Yes, but Darren, no. Darren is, is really, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a... Really close to being in my top five. Okay, like of my friends. Yeah, doesn't doesn't quite. I don't see him enough. Sure, but Darren, like me, you get behind the scenes a little bit. There's some bite. Oh yeah, about people like Darren's got an opinion about certain people, and some of these certain people we have shared opinions on. Mm-hmm. In fact, we were sharing an opinion about this a couple of days ago uh, about that. And there's a there's a there's a constant between Eddie Olchuk and myself and Darren Pang and uh-huh. a, a few of us. Uh, there's a couple of people who are very much constant uh, with a how we feel about these people. Mm-hmm. See now, there, there's and so no. we uh, Panger wouldn't wouldn't make that list. No, because I've I've listened to him. <laughs> I'll offer venomous rants. Now, the, I've I've never met. Uh, there's two of them. Never met these guys, but every impression I get is the Sedin twins. Yeah, we, they they didn't come up. Really? Huh. Yeah. Would I they be on the list though? Yeah, they they might be on the list. I I would not veto them, but I don't know enough about them okay. to be able to veto them. That the well, one guy I I, yeah. I talked to who was incredible was Roberto Luongo. No, I'd veto him. Really? Yeah. All right, I'm going to throw one more. He's uh, he's got, uh, I, and I love Bobby Lou, 
but he's got some bite to him. And yeah. we had uh, an interaction in 2011 hmm. where he he didn't talk to Kipper. Tried to get him over uh, after game. I want to say game four of the Stanley Cup final, and he didn't talk to us. And we're like, yeah, you're done. <laughs> and and that's lost. karma. They lost. They lost. <laughs> so Bobby Lou wouldn't have... See, it's it's close. It's that close. See, but, you, but you doesn't, think doesn't the fact that they lost, doesn't that kind nope, of make up for it? Nope, the, doesn't make up. And the way they lost you, on you, top you, of you, it. You breeze me, you're off the list. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Daryl Evans. Daryl Evans? Yeah, I don't... No. No, he's not on the list. Okay. Ooh. No, no, sorry. And I saw Daryl in Nashville. Yeah, was he was he the best dressed guy there? No, y- yes and no. Whatever this thing is that Arizona's doing. Oh, what was up with that? What's well, two years in a row that they're doing it? <laughs> yeah, it's Bill Armstrong's idea, where they all wear the same suits, and they wore blue suits last year, and this year it was like wine colored. Yeah, yeah, like a Chardonnay. Yeah, yeah, and and, and uh, it's just. Strange. And how about, they how about you get buckles. your arena taken care of? Uh, that's uh, that's not that's going to be December before they know really have a favorite. <laughs> so this is what Arizona is going to do now because I, I spent some time with the Arizona people because a buddy of mine is is with them, and I don't know if this is on the record or off the record. It was Uh-oh. at a bar, so uh, didn't we just have this I conversation we were, we were last both, week? We were both sober, sober. So okay. I'm going to say it was on the record. But he might have been telling me in confidence, but oh well. Uh, they're they're going to narrow it down to six potential sites for a rink. Okay. And they they are they are going to. Last time they had to have a referendum mm-hmm. to vote on it, and yeah, then it got it yeah. got squashed. Whatever site they pick out of the six that they narrow it down to, it's not going to be a location that requires a referendum. Okay. They're done with that. It's there's not going to be a it's not going to be a garbage dump where they got to change everything and the, they have to vote on it. Mm-hmm. So that's going they're they're not even taking a chance on that. Got it. And they're hoping to have these six sites selected by the end of this year, by Decemberish. Okay. In and around there, and then they'll just go through their their six, and if one doesn't work, they'll go right to two, three. But they they want. They want a one, two, three, like top three favorites, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but a group of six by December. So it's it's not they're not going away. Yeah, this whole idea that they're going to Salt Lake City, that's not, if it completely falls apart, I guess they could. Sure, but they're still they're still looking at the uh, the valley uh, in in Phoenix. Bless them. Yeah. yeah, that's so, not really hard, hard uh, breaking news uh, that my buddy spilled to me. But that's yeah. what they're, they're looking at six, uh, six sites now. Hypothetically, if they were to go to Salt Lake, I would imagine there'd be have to be some type of concessions made to Bill Foley, uh, like concession hot dog concessions. Well, no, I mean like popcorn concessions. Like, team, team of the Rockies is where he's going. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's the territory. That's that's Bill Foley's territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I don't think they're going there. No, I don't think so either. Hmm. I'm just reading tea leaves that if they don't stay in Phoenix, that they're going to uh, Houston. Oh, yeah. And this a different person told me this, mm-hmm. that if they go to Houston or they end up in Salt Lake or that like they, they do relocate to wherever, a team will go back to Phoenix. Really? Huh. Down the road. Because it's, it's, they, they think that much of the market. 
and they truly believe that it hasn't been a success because of the arena fiascos. Okay. Over the years. Yeah. I mean, not not a lack of support. Some so more or less something. There's something similar, to that. Something similar to, and not from a, not from an arena perspective, but Minnesota, right? Where the the yeah the Minnesota North Stars moved, and there was an idea, right? There was a there there will be another team in Minnesota, yeah. right? Like something like that. I, maybe it just maybe you just cut your losses. At some point, you cut your losses with with the Coyotes. This this iteration of them. And you come back to it at a time where you've got everything you've got figured. Rank. Everything's already yeah. ironed out. Maybe that's the best play here. I, I wouldn't mind seeing them play in an alternate location for a couple of years. Just to see. Just to play in a legitimate building yeah. with a fan base and, and try to survive in that. Now, the Players Association would never go for that. The, the last team that came close to something like, well, it was pretty similar, was Hartford mm-hmm. when they went to Carolina uh, and went to Raleigh? They actually played out of Greensboro hmm. for at least a year. And there's a that's that's a hike. That's a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, to play out of that, so it's been done. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. It's not ideal, but and, and that was close and there was a relationship there you're at least in the same state mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know um, whether they, they would want to go down that path again but I, I would like to I'd rather see that like put them in Salt Lake City for two years yeah, um, or Houston for two years and test that market out mm-hmm. as a way to fill the gap between Arizona than playing in in mullet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you there. Like if if you can find a way to get them out of mullet and 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 solidify everything. So as as you mentioned, they're playing in a in an NHL level building, then I'm, and you get I'm to all take for it. The the and, market for a test drive. You do, you get to test the market for sure, and you get to maybe eliminate some of the fatigue in Arizona based on what has happened with this Coyotes team and this franchise and it, it's not it's not working out. Like take a breath, take a breather. And then See either what the fans are missing and want back, or if it works really well in Salt Lake, or it really works in in, in Houston, then you've got something viable there. If I was the Players Association, I'd say no chance that you guys are doing that. Or I would want some serious, some type of give back in the next CBA or yeah. a, a tweak to the in inside the CBA. Uh, let's do one timers right now. Uh, can we? Do you want to play the spot right now? Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for one-timers. one-timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. We're in a buyout window uh, going into free agency on the heels of the National Hockey League draft, and uh, teams are spending money to get rid of players. Matt Duchesne of the Nashville Predators. Boy, is Nashville. Mm-hmm. under the guidance of Barry Trotz now, mm-hmm. have they made some dramatic moves in in the last week. Matt Duchesne, final three years of his contract, bought out yeah. by the Predators. I'm a little surprised. I know it, it hasn't been perfect, uh, and the uh, uh, this decision along with uh, the uh, trade or the retaining salary mm-hmm. uh with uh, uh 
the trade to, to Colorado. Uh, who went? Uh, Ryan Johansson. Ryan Johansson. Yep. Uh, like th- those, they've saddled themselves with some serious money going forward here. Yeah, they have. It, it's a uh, it's a pretty interesting situation for the the Nashville Predators because, as you mentioned, they did trade Ryan Johansson and they're retaining fifty percent of his salary for the next two seasons. Two seasons so it's yeah. four million dollars against the books, dead cap space there for Ryan Johansson, and then. The Matthew Shane buyout, like it's it's not bad this year no. as buyouts generally go, but 2024, 20, 25, you're looking at five and a half million, 25, 26, six and a half yeah. million against the cap. And I, I guess the only saving grace there. There's nine million dollars yeah. next year. No, not this season, but the next season. Yeah. It tied up in players not playing for you. Yeah. And and it's it's even worse the next season. So like they're saddling themselves with a lot of money. Um but I guess for me, like in terms of the Predators, like I get the sense that a player like Ryan Johansson, a player like Matt Duchesne, like they have been what have have kept the Predators in this weird mix where they are perfectly average. They 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 might make the playoffs, they might miss the playoffs, but they're going to be right there. And I think the only way that you can generally genuinely change as an organization is. You're either going to have to go in a different direction, trust some of your young players to develop, or you're going to have to be bad for a little bit to get higher draft picks to get players in here that can make an impact. So they tried to repeat what they did with uh, Johansson. Yeah. Because eating 50% is awful, mm-hmm. but it's done after two years. Yeah, 100%. They tried to do that with Duchesne, and oh. nobody was taking him. That's three three years. You get yeah. an extra year on it. It's tough. They they but they they tried to say okay we'll we'll give yeah. we'll eat forty percent we'll eat thirty percent yeah and there there are no takers of it yeah it's just brutal uh, Blake Wheeler's done with Winnipeg yeah. highly anticipated move not unexpected at all but uh, uh, a year after they took the captaincy away from him uh, they buy out the final year of of that contract so a twelve year run in Winnipeg ends. With the 36-year-old forward uh, becoming an unrestricted free agent based on the bio. Yeah. Uh, as you mentioned, you, you kind of talked about it yesterday, a couple of days ago, uh, that this was kind of the the most logical ending for Blake Wheeler. Of course, you know, you, you'd have preferred to trade the player uh, if you could. But, um, you know, for the Winnipeg Jets, I think it's it's, it's the right move. You, you move on from, from the player. You move on in, in a different direction. And with Pierre-Luc Dubois out, Blake Wheeler out, questions about Connor Hellebuck, um, it, it's going to be a different look for the Winnipeg Well, you Jets. brought a couple of players in that yeah. you hope are, are great yeah. in uh, from the LA Kings. Gabe Velarde. I, you, I follow. Yeah, Alex, I follow. Rasmus Kapari, who you so think can do something for you. You you want you want those players to have some room to, mm-hmm. to grow without Blake Wheeler, yeah. who we all know is controlled that room and yeah. set the tone for that room uh and if you want any type of growth with a new group mm-hmm. you need it to happen now yeah and, 100%. And, and i don't know whether shifley stays i would like him to stay there and give it a chance without his buddy beside him mm-hmm. and sort of reconcile that relationship with the with the group and we'll we'll see what happens i i'm surprised hellebuck hasn't happened yet mm-hmm. keep waiting for that uh, but the brinkett hasn't happened yet and there, there's some puzzling commentary on that as to why why it hasn't uh, occurred just really? yet. Yeah. Well, here's here's can here's you the elaborate? Theory. Here's the theory that I was getting in okay. Nashville. Okay. P- 
Pierre Dorian brought in Debrinkin uh-huh. and gave up a lot to get him. Yeah. The team was just sold. Mm-hmm. The first big move that he makes under new ownership for Pierre Dorian is going to be trading to Brinkett. Sure. And if he doesn't come out of it smelling pretty good, mm-hmm. or at least re- trying to recoup what he gave up right. to acquire him, yeah. there's going to be a lot of blowback on him. And the new owner, Michael Anlauer, is going to hear all of that. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that to be your first basic impression. Anlauer's been around. He co-owns uh, he owns a percentage of the Montreal Canes sure. from Hamilton. He knows uh, uh, all about the game anyway. But it's optically, Dorian's trying to right or wrong mm-hmm. or set himself up in good uh, fortune with, with the new owner there. That's And he's asking a lot. Yeah. In, in return. Uh, an Ottawa Senator executive told me it would be done at the draft. Yeah, They expected wild. it to be done yeah. at, at the draft, and, and it didn't happen. I feel like it should have been done. It had to be done at the draft. Now we'll, we'll see. Uh, free agency starts tomorrow, and uh, we've got uh, Patrice Bergeron. Mm-hmm. I, I still th- he's not going anywhere else, but I, I still get the feeling like he might be back with Boston. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, hitting the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Bunting, interesting mm-hmm. one. It's it's not a great no. free agent. Uh, Patrick Kane, but he's hurt. Yeah. Like uh, rehabbing uh, the hip. Phil Kessel will be a free agent. Yep. Uh, Alex Kalorn from Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I think there, there'd be a lot of nibbles on that. Sure. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly, mm-hmm. where does he end up? Is it possible that he goes back to St. Louis? I don't think so, but it's been floated out there. That'd be interesting. Um, part of me wants to see Ryan O'Reilly back with Toronto yeah. because I feel like that's the type of player that they do need. Yeah, He was good for them in the playoffs. I think kind of a big reason why they were able to finally get out of the first round. And he was banged um, up though a little yeah, bit, right? But I still believe in the player. Um, what about Colorado? I don't know how much money they're going to... Like, How much is this going to be dead or... Well, I, I, I think Gabe's out all year, yeah. right? So you know, you, you've got something to work with there. They just put uh, uh, Johansson yeah, in. Yeah, you bring Johansson in, but it's only at $4 million. I'll look, I'll look up there. Tarasenko, free agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of thought that the Rangers would have extended him. Uh, Jonathan Taves, big name there. Yeah. Now keep an eye on Winnipeg for on that. that one. Yeah. At a reduced rate. Going in there and giving that group some real guidance and and Taves when he's been healthy yeah it's been okay yeah well I mean you you don't I think you're probably looking at that more for the leadership right but like, but he's been better than he's, you would think he's been fine on the ice you just think when oh, he's old he's broken down and he's missed a lot of time and like not like I, Patrick Kane like Patrick yeah. Kane has continued to be Patrick Kane basically sure Taves numbers are better than you th- would think about it yeah, when it I, jumps in your head. I I wouldn't be surprised at Winnipeg, and I I wouldn't. I think that's he's probably, from there. That's I, why. That's and why. I, and I think that. that's probably the right place for the player and the team. Uh, Aiden Hill with the two year deal. We started mm-hmm. the hour number one talking about that nine point three million dollar contract to remain with the Golden Knights again. It, uh, he gets a four million dollar signing bonus tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then makes one point six million in salary this year. 
uh, it's an AAV over the two years, mm-hmm. averages out to, to 4.9. Yeah, I love it for Aiden Hill. And we talked about it uh, quite a bit there in hour number one. Um, it is a player that earned the raise that he's got based on a stellar, stellar back half of the season and then the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, and now you've set yourself up. If you if you bet on yourself as Aiden Hill has in this moment, you can you can cash in one more time. And I think that that's a big big aspect of it. And from from there, I love it from the Golden Knights perspective because. You lock up your two goaltenders for under $6 million. I have a theory on the Vegas Golden Knight fan base. Okay. Really has has taken a big step in grasping and learning and acknowledging how professional sports really do work. Mm -hmm. Because there's so much emotion about the the misfits in the first uh, year. Uh, that group and, and uh, a lot of uh, emotion when Nate Schmidt was traded, when uh, 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 Mark Andre Fleury left, like a lot of emotion through that. Alex Tuck. Alex, Alex yeah. exactly. This, I think it's everybody's. We've we've come around to it mm-hmm. because Riley Smith. That's a loss, emotional yeah. loss. That's oh, a big yeah. loss. But it hasn't been nearly as. Uh, I think it's more understanding of, of what's going on. Mm-hmm. This was needed. To do that right. and make some other things work, and Riley Smith, we've got tickets to Battle of Vegas yeah. uh, coming up. But uh, but but that uh, I've sensed uh, a real turning with with this deal. Do you guys agree with me on that? Uh, yeah, to a degree. I, I think that you know you're you're always going to have some some voice the opinion be, because of the emotional yeah. aspect of it, but. I think it was significantly less in this situation, which which is wild in comparison, right? When you think about what Riley Smith has meant to this organization, what he's meant to this community, this team, and where he stands in terms of the room, right? He's the second guy after Mark Stone. So do you think it's because Vegas won? Or is it because I, they've been through this a couple of times now and now I, I think everybody understands? I think it's, it's because they won. They've been through it a couple of times. And because it worked, right? Like, mm-hmm. we were on the air this time last year talking about Max Pacioretty being traded for future considerations. And then we saw the moves that Kelly was able to make, the the the, the stuff that he was able to do with the roster because of that. And it was always the idea of you've got to make difficult decisions in order to get better, deeper as a team. It worked for the Golden Knights this year. They won the Stanley Cup. You can't deny that. And so I think you're at a point where you you trust what is being done to win hockey games, to win championships. You've been through it a couple of times, so you know what it what it feels like. You know that it's going to happen. And then three, mm-hmm. you won. Right. You won it all. We got tickets. We do. Battle for Vegas. Charity softball game, July 22nd, Las Vegas Ballpark. 702-876-1340 is the number. Caller number seven. You're a winner. We'll be back. Interact with the guys on Twitter. Follow them at Darren Millard and at Ryan the Hockey Guy. This is the BGK Insider Show. Henderson Silver Knights made it official today, introducing Ryan Craig as their second head coach in franchise history. Uh, Ryan Craig uh, from the Vegas Golden Knights, assistant for the first uh, six years, Stanley Cup champion. Uh, he went right from playing 
in the American Hockey League to being an assistant coach under uh, Gerard Gallant in year number one and uh, has worked under uh, Pete DeBoer and uh, now Bruce Cassidy. And for the first time, he gets his own team. Here is Ryan Craig at today's introduction. First off, thank you, everybody, for coming out today. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Tim. Uh, my family, uh, myself, are very, very excited for this opportunity. Um, Henderson is... Uh, it's home, I guess is what they say here, right? So Henderson is home. So we, we are excited to get going here, excited to get to work. Uh, I first off, obviously, have to thank uh, Mr. Foley, Bill Foley, George McPhee, Kelly McCrimmon, Tim, yourself, Von Carpen, uh, and Bruce Cassidy for, for allowing this opportunity to happen. This is a, uh, it's a big deal for me. It's a big step in my coaching career. Uh, it's one that I see uh, as the next step, uh, the right step. It's the right time for this challenge. It's the right time for this opportunity. Um, but it doesn't uh, happen without everybody uh, being on board. And uh, the support I have received from Vegas, uh, the Golden Knights, uh, the Silver Knights today, uh, has been tremendous. Uh, and it started with an opportunity six years ago, and here we are today. So. Uh, I'd also like to acknowledge uh, the players uh, of the Vegas Golden Knights that I uh, had the privilege to work with each and every day for six years. Uh, they made me a better coach, uh, a better person, uh, and helped me grow. Uh, I'd also like to acknowledge the, the coaching staffs that I was able to work with here. Uh, it started with Gerard Gallant, uh, allowing me an opportunity uh, to be a part of his staff, along with Mike Kelly um, and Ryan McGill. Uh, moved on to Pete DeBoer and Steve Spott, uh, and then concluded this year with the Stanley Cup uh, with Bruce Cassidy, uh, John Stevens, uh, Misha Donskov, Dave Rogowski, and, uh, and Sean Burke. So uh, thank you to those guys. Uh, would love to, or They are my, some of my best friends here in the hockey business. Our families are very tight, uh, and they've been great mentors to me. Uh, thank you to the HSK staff, uh, the players for coming today. Uh, excited to get to work with all of you. Uh, it's going to be a great year. It's going to be a great year. Uh, we will have our, our challenges. We will have our, our ups and downs, but we will, we will push through and, uh, and get through this and uh, hopefully be sitting here uh, at the end of the year again next year as we celebrated with the Golden Knights. Uh, and then finally to the, to the city of Las Vegas. Uh, my family and I moved here six years ago and uh, we didn't know what we were getting into. We didn't. Uh, this is the longest we've ever been anywhere as a family. That's life of a, in the business of hockey. Uh, for us, uh, it's become home. It has. It's become uh, a place where we're very thankful we get to stay. Uh, I can continue to grow professionally. Personally, we can stay in the same spot. And that is, uh, that's huge. Huge in this business. Uh, huge opportunity for my family. Uh, one of the reasons it, it, it just works. So. Uh, to that, uh, the AHL is about development. It's also about winning. Uh, we'd like to develop and win, not or, and that will be part of the mandate here that, uh, that we will do. Uh, and I look forward to working with all of you. So thank you very much. Very honored to be here today. Appreciate the welcome. 
hit all the right tones uh, today <laughs> in his introduction. Of course, uh, we spoke to him earlier in the week in the VGK Insider Show. And uh, Ryan Craig is the head coach who continues a relationship with Kelly McCrimmon, uh, who is the general manager to the Vegas Golden Knights, coached Ryan Craig in Brandon, and uh, is now uh, looking at uh, Ryan Craig embarking as a head coach in professional hockey for the first time. Here is Kelly. So, Craiger, you can see everyone likes an undefeated coach. You're uh, very popular here on uh, day one. Uh, great honor, great privilege for me today uh, to be part of the decision-making process and naming uh, Ryan Craig, the head coach for the Henderson Silver Knights. I think that it's a, a tremendous next step for Ryan and his uh, coaching career. I've known Ryan a long time. He's been a coach uh, in every dressing room that he's ever been in uh, as a player from junior hockey to the American Hockey League. Uh, he's had a great opportunity to work under really good coaches in the National League, six seasons as an NHL assistant, lots of success uh, during that time, prepares him, uh, in my opinion, so well uh, for the opportunity to become a head coach, get his experience as a head coach and, uh, and coach our Silver Knights. Uh, it's great for Ryan. It's great for the Henderson Silver Knights. It's great for the Vegas Golden Knights as well. This is a really important position uh, in our organization. There's a real uh, mandate to develop players. That's what the American Hockey League uh, is for, for the NHL uh, parent club. So that's a really important piece of this, and I think that he's going to do a great job at that. I think uh, his experience as a player in the American Hockey League, he's mentored lots of players that were young guys that play in the NHL uh, today. I know players uh, that I've crossed paths with uh, have mentioned how much they learned about leadership, about being a pro from Ryan uh, when he was uh, a player uh, with them. And then as well, uh, our mandate here for the city of Henderson is to win. We want to win hockey games and we want to strike that balance where we surround our prospects uh, with uh, good veteran players and a winning environment. And I think we're really uh, well positioned uh, to do that. So uh, to Ryan, his wife JD, his three children, we're uh, extremely uh, happy, proud of them to get uh, this opportunity. He's got tremendous support. Uh, throughout the organization from our player development uh, director, Will Nickel, Vaughn Carpen, who is here with us, Tim, and uh, his role as uh, Henderson general manager, and George McPhee and myself uh, with the Golden Knights, as well as re his relationships with, uh, with our existing uh, coaching staff, with Bruce, uh, with Bruce Cassidy. So, uh, Ryan, uh, welcome. Great to have you on board. Kelly McCrimmon today with the introduction of Ryan Craig as the head coach of the Henderson Silver Knights. Yeah, I you know for Ryan Craig, I, I think to me, it's uh, we're here to develop and win, not or. Like that was the that was it for me. Like when you are a coach, when you are setting out, this is as he mentioned the next logical step for him in his career development. But it's not just developing Ryan Craig as a coach, developing all of the players within the organization, and and that to me happens winning too. Catching up with Chapman for the last time this season next. What do you got for me, well, I just, Christopher? Uh, just want to say, you know, this is our last show for for the season. What an incredible season it's been! No matter what happens going forward. What was your forward, favorite part? Winning the freaking Stanley Cup, <laughs> man! That's the best part. <laughs> you can't beat that. Yeah, like, I like, mean, how do you top that? You can't. Let's do it again next year. Do it again next year. That's how you top. Come on, it. Bruce, Kelly, Mark. Well, Bruce, Jack, you heard Bruce. He's back, on board. Back, 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 yeah. Come on. Let's, Let's do it. it. Let's do it. I want to do it again. 
Were you impersonating somebody there? Or no. Or is that just No, that's just, just me. I'm excited, man. They won the freaking Stanley Cup! <laughs> Every day with this guy. Oh, it's great. The last 16 days. The voice of the fans. Hey, yeah. you guys did it. You won the freaking Stanley Cup! Thank you to you, all of our listeners, and uh, to the newbies. Uh, this is what it's like. Stay with us. Be back with us 